longed for, everything he promised, and so much more, more than amazing, more than marvelous, more than miraculous, could ever be. He's more than wonderful, that's what Jesus is to me. pastor today to have wisdom um, I'm praying for you because I have 19 pages of notes and normally I have about nine so um, we're going to get out by two I promise uh, but no I'll have to that happens to me I get up in my office there and I just type away and before I know it I've got a, a novel going on so I pray that God give me wisdom in the new year when to pass up and when to go on and so forth. But I wanted to, I thought, what can I say coming out of the gate of 2018? You know, just some thoughts. And tonight the Lord has led me to bring a message on the home. Uh, and I hope you're here for that. I know it's a little chilly in the auditorium. Uh, today we're having a little trouble with the furnace. Um, but uh, we'll see if we can get that attended to. So just keep your coat on. Amen. 
And if you're married, snuggle up. If you're not, don't. So um, that's part of tonight's message. But anyway, uh, uh, Psalm 68, verse 19. Psalm 68, verse 19. Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation, Selah. Now those Selahs, of course, mentioned in the Psalms have to do with a, a rest in music, and it's a pause, but the Holy Spirit uses them for us to pause and think about what was just said. Psalm 19, we read again, Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation, Selah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word and how precious it is to us. And Lord, as we assemble in this church this first Sunday of this new year, we pray for your blessing on this assembly, this local church. I ask, Lord, for your help as I deliver the message today. And I pray, God, you take these thoughts and uh, use them to stir our hearts uh, right from the get-go, Lord, right from the start of this new year. Lord, there's needs in this auditorium that I cannot meet, but you certainly can through the preaching of your word, through the Holy Spirit's guidance. So, Holy Spirit, we ask that you just be the preacher today. Preach through me and use this message to glorify Jesus, we pray in his name. Amen. Uh, I've had a little trouble this week with sickness, and so I hope my voice holds out. But listen well, and I think we'll get through this. Um, I was trying to think again what to, what to bring. And uh, I had been in Psalm 68, and this, this is a blessed psalm. And he talked about daily blessings. And I got to thinking about that, and a song came into my mind that I don't know why, but sometimes the Lord will put a thought in my head or a song in my heart. And it's a song we all know quite well. It's written by Robert Clare Loveless in 1945. And the song is, Every Day with Jesus is Sweeter Than the Day Before. And I can't tell you why that popped into my head. I was reading about the daily blessings of God. And uh, the song goes like this, Every Day with Jesus is Sweeter Than the Day Before. Every Day with Jesus, I Love Him More and More. Join with me the rest of it. Jesus saves and keeps me, and he's the one I'm waiting for. Every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. Now that sounds good, but let's be real. Every day is not sweeter than it was the day before. It's really not. Maybe it's been a tough 2017 for you and yours. Maybe there's something right now going on in your life. And you know, we sing these songs and they're meant to be a blessing to us, and they are. But you know, every day with Jesus doesn't necessarily mean we won't have difficult times. Dark days. Seasons of difficulty. So it's kind of a, a misnomer in a sort of way. Now, I don't know much about the author. I tried to find out more about him, and I really couldn't find much at all, except for spoke to my heart, and I don't know if it was the Spirit of God or just me, I, I can't say, but it was written in 1945. Well, we were just gone through a world war, I know. I think it was September 1st of 1939 through September 2nd of 1945, World War II ended. But, boy, what a devastating war. 
uh, what a hard time for our country and our nation and really the world, obviously. And I don't know, I didn't read this, and I don't know, I'm not saying the Holy Spirit showed me this, I'm, I'm just saying I was observant of that, that time period, and I got to thinking, maybe Mr. Loveless was trying to encourage those that have been through a, a terrible time, at the same time still have glory in his heart toward the Lord. You know, every day with Jesus, there are certain days that stretch together that are sweeter than the day before, but... A lot of times in our lives, that's not what we're living. We're living through difficult times, trying times. And uh, although we're not coming out of a world war, our world's in trouble, maybe more than it's ever been. Uh, we're poised for a lot of uh, scary stuff coming down the road here. And so we have thoughts in our own personal life. We have thoughts regarding our nation, our world. And uh, again, the reality is what we're living and what we're singing doesn't always jive, don't always mesh together quite light, uh, rightly. But I also thought that maybe he was writing out of a heart of thankfulness to perhaps what happened in his own life. We're not sure exactly when that happened, but since he'd been saved every day with Jesus in his heart and mind was probably better than the day before. That's my testimony. Although I was ignorant of the spiritual things, uh, I didn't know much about the Bible or the things of God. My background was mostly religious, not Christian. But I'll tell you what, right from the get-go, after I got saved as a young man, days got better for me. And God has given me a blessed life. I've had more good days than bads, that, that's for sure. And every day with Jesus is sweeter. And I'm thinking, since it's a new year, we should be praying and desire in our heart for every day with Jesus to be sweeter in 2018. Now, that all has to do with what the Lord allows in my life, obviously, but how I react to it as well. Now, um, I can't imagine what it's like. I've been saved too long to even kind of even remember real clearly what it was like before I was saved. I was just a kid, but I was going in the wrong direction, definitely, and I knew I was a sinner, I knew I was on my way to hell, and I knew when I heard the preaching about that that I didn't want to go there, and he saved my soul, and he changed my life. And I don't know, I can't, I can't really go back there too much in my mind, being saved so long now, and God's been so good to me, to really remember what it was like to be lost. It's kind of funny. I remember the, you know, the little bit about it, but I'm saying I've been saved so long, God's been so good to me that my days are pretty good and my future looks even better. Amen? Someday to be with the Lord. But um, I had a radical change in my life the day I met Jesus. I believed on Him as my Savior. And I can't imagine what it's like to live without Him. And I know that in any time I preach, I'm always aware that there may be someone present, a child or an adult, that knows not Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Many people have a, a mind of God in some way. They're God conscience. We, God gave us all a conscience. Uh, but not been born again, not been uh, reborn. And when you get saved, you know it. And then from that day on, you'll begin to grow in the Lord. 1 Thessalonians 4.13, the Bible says, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others would have no hope. That's where our world is today. 
it has no hope. It doesn't have the belief mechanism. Uh, and if you're here today and you're lost, I can't imagine what that's like. But I, I really want to give you some hope. I, I wonder today, our world, how they cope. And in reality, they're not doing too good. Uh, we live in a world today that is an addicted society. For people to get by every day without Jesus is to be drugged or drunked up. And uh, I was going to give you a lengthy information package about where we're at, but I'm moving on with that. But we, we would agree that we're in a mess. It's not getting any better. And uh, so a life without the Lord is hard, according to Scripture. Proverbs 13, verse 2 and verse 15 says, As a man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth, but the soul of the transgressor shall eat violence. And then it makes us this, good understanding giveth favor, but the way of the transgressor is hard. This life's hard for people that know not the Lord. It's hard for Christian people today, in many days, in many times, in many seasons of our life. But each day, as a Christian, we should have a desire, a hope, that it'll be better than the day before. Uh, I believe this song was a statement when it was written of hope. And he had a position that he chose. And I choose that same position to have hope in Jesus Christ. Even when things aren't all that good, God still is. Amen. God is a good God. And life gets difficult. That's the way it is. And we all must pass through some difficult times, but our hope is still in God to help us and to comfort us and to cheer us as we pass through this veil of sorrow, this thing called life. And there's no song that's going to pull us out of that. It can help. If we don't have any spiritual uh, wands that we can change every set of circumstances. But we have someone that knows and cares and walks beside us all the way. Amen. And so I want 2018 to be better, and I want it to be blessed, and I want days to be sweeter than past days, past years. The Bible says in Hebrews 13, 5, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have, for he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. No matter what we're gone through and are in and may go into, the Lord's going to be with us. He always has been since the day he saved our soul. You know, and I thought prior to being saved, God was pretty good to me too. Even though I did not know him or acknowledge him much in my life, I was raised religious, so some acknowledged God in a general way. But I'll tell you what, God has placed within my heart hope and faith, amen? And that's what I'm longing for in this new year. There's an expectancy. Uh, someone wrote this little poem, Making a Difference Starts with One Step with one foot, then the next. It's short, but it's sweet. Listen to it again. Making a difference starts with one step, one foot, then the next. So we got a new year. It's a blessing that our God gives us a, a new year every 12 months, a fresh start. We serve the God of the second chance, amen, and more. But I'm very aware of that at the beginning of each new year. I, I want to press on. I want to see... More victory in Christ, certainly. And uh, the songwriter had written this down, this song, to be a blessing every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. But again, I know that there are many that heard that and have sang that that didn't necessarily agree with it for what they were going through. I don't know what you're going through right now, but we should all have a desire in our heart to see God glorified. 
and that God will help us get through whatever we're going through in these next months ahead of us. I want it to make a difference. I want to better myself. I want to better my walk with God, and I hope you do too. Now, in order to do that, I guess got a, a, a few simple points, but may they, maybe they find a resting place in each of our heart this year that we could certainly follow the Lord better as a Christian and as a, as a church. First thing uh, that I see in Scripture here, we read it in Psalm 68, 19, but I want you to turn to Psalm 70, uh, two and, and, and see a similar thought here by the psalmist. Psalm 72 and verse 15, uh, we read this. The Bible says, And he shall live, and to him shall be given of gold and of, of Sheba. Of Sheba. Uh, prayer also shall be made for him continually, and daily shall he be praised. Now God's instructing here a leader among God's people to praise God. And I would say the first thing I could say to you today, if we want to have a better year in 2018 than we had in prior years of our life, then we need to praise our God daily. We've lost our praise. Uh, you know, we, we have, for one reason or another, so many have lost their praise, not just through a season, but they're habitually there where there has no praise in their lips toward God. Now, prior to this year, I don't know what has happened to you along the road of life, but God has been good to you. We can't just park somewhere and go into neutral when some bad things or trying times come into our life. He's been a good God, and He's worthy of our praise. And this morning, I want to encourage you as your pastor to, to move on to praise in 2018. Get it back in your heart, amen? For the Bible we read this morning said that He daily loadeth us up with blessings. And sometimes we're so used to them, we don't appreciate them like we should. Uh, sometimes in raising children, I know this happened to me in raising my children, that uh, children in, by their very nature have a selfish streak. We all do, but especially in our youth. And, uh, you know, you, you try to make a child happy, and they're not always appreciative. And I think because they, they live in a constant uh, life of, Somebody giving something to them and providing for them and blessing them. And, you know, you go through the cereal aisle with your children and you say, well, I think they'll like these uh, Tootsie Fruitsies, whatever they are. And, and then they'll point to the chocolate Tootsie Fruitsies that you missed. And, and then they want the strawberry one over here. By their very nature is they're never satisfied. And they have so much blessing that they don't appreciate what they got. We're that way. Spiritually speaking, many of us adults are just, we're selfish in the sense that we're never appreciative of what God has done all along the way. We need to praise Him daily. He's been a good provider. He's a wonderful sucker. That word sucker in the Word of God means provider. And God has certainly provided over and abundantly in our lives in many different ways. He's loadeth, he loaded us up with spiritual blessings. That word loadeth in our Bible means to load down, to bear down, to lay a burden upon and not a, necessarily a burden, that's the meaning of the word, but God has blessed us. He's loaded us down with so many spiritual blessings. For so long, God's been so good. And then benefits, that means recompense or reward. I want to tell you, there's nothing in me that I should be rewarded. But in just a sinner that needed to be saved. Without him, I don't know where my life would be today. 
certainly not profitable to God, but he's loaded me down with all these blessings and benefits that I don't even deserve. So how can I not praise his holy name? No matter what I go through, whatever season of life I might have to endure. He saved me by his grace. He sealed me with his Holy Spirit. He's planted me in the family of God. Amen. This church. He's called me into his service. Good night. I, I've, never, I've never gotten that. Why me, Lord? That's my heart on that. Provided for me and mine all these years since I got born again. 44 years ago. Well, that's hard to believe. Generation ago. And all the way, God's certainly been good. I've had, I've had hard times. We've had difficult steps to take. But overall, I'm telling you, I am, I am abundantly blessed. I feel like Paul. I'm just blessed beyond measure. Philippians 4.12, he said, I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound, abound and to suffer need. I feel like Naomi of old, the book of Ruth, she went out empty, but she returned full. Oh, my goodness. God has been so good to us. We, why shouldn't we praise him? Right out of the gate here in 2018, why shouldn't we have praise on our lips for the Lord? And I hope today you say, you're right, Pastor, we'll do that, and let's start doing it all the way, no matter what might come our way. Amen? There's a song the Victorious Valley Girls sing. I don't know if you know them, but they're a good old southern group. And uh, it's a song called, Lord, You've Been So Good. And it says, uh, You reached down your hand for me, saved my soul and set me free, gave me life eternally. Lord, you've been so good. And here's the chorus. Oh, Lord, you've been so good through my troubles and my trials. You've understood you met me every need. No, you met every need like you said you would. Lord, you've been so good. Now, am I singing any good? But God's good. But all these, listen to these verses. I'll shout it from the mountaintop. Do we? We don't. We ought to. We complain a lot, but do we shout a lot from the mountaintop? This old salvation that I got, I'll tell the world no matter what, Lord. You've been so good. Is that true? No matter what, are we going to tell the world God's been good? In 2018, you picked me up when I was down. Can I get a witness? Come on. Set my feet on higher ground. No greater happiness I have found. Lord, you've been so good. I'll tarry here and sing my song. Still got a song? We need to have a song in our heart, even praise unto our God. Until the day God calls me home to a mansion all my own. Lord, you've been so good. Listen to the last one. Now when I enter heaven's door, I'll walk upon the golden shore, and I'll praise your name forevermore. Lord, you've been so good. God is good. God has been good. Amen. So I have a goal for 2018 that I want to praise him more than I've praised him in the past. Real, genuine praise unto God, for he's been so good to us. And then I have a determination in my heart to pray more. So preach, that sounds funny. You're the pastor. You pray. I do, but I want to pray more. more. More faithfully, more effectually, more fervently. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. That's the type of prayer I want in 2018. And you can find that also in Psalm, if you would, 86. Turn there with me. We're in Psalm quite a bit today. 
I'm not going to apologize for that. That's okay. Psalm 86 and verse 3. Look at this with me. He says, Be merciful unto me, O Lord, for I cry unto thee daily. How about that? You know, every day with Jesus is sweeter. Every day. How about our daily prayer life? Can we improve upon that? Do you pray? Do you honestly pray every day? Now, I don't think there's one person in this room that prays every day like they ought. I think that's a weakness for all of us. Uh, it certainly is not as fervently as we should. The Bible says in James 5.16, Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent, that word fervent means hot. I mean, you're doing business with God. Prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I kind of got rebuked by the Holy Spirit the other day. I was in my office. I, Dr. Green gave me this, uh, this sheepskin. It's, it's not a real one. It's a fake one, you know, but it's nice. I'm not complaining, but... Uh, but I use that to kneel upon. I, I need it more in these days than I ever did in the past, I'll tell you that. It's hard to get up and at 200 under your business, but I, I get in a chair and I buy my office in my desk and I'll get different places and I'll find a, a place to kneel. Sometimes I, I uh, lay before the Lord and uh, have sweet time with Him, but I got rebuke because I was thinking about uh, during the busyness of the holiday how, how much I didn't get in prayer. We get so busy, we find excuse why it's okay not to. But boy, do we need to pray. 2018 church, there's a lot of goals and, and things that we would like to see God do for us. But you know, it won't, it won't come to fruition like it could if, if, if we're not going to pray. Praying for one another. Also, I was thinking about Brother Jeremiah, him and I would get together and go over our calendars and oftentimes we'd pray together and I thought, boy, it's been a while since we prayed together, and we're going to fix that. See, New Year is a new hope, right? A new opportunity to get back and doing those things that we need to do. And so I want 2018 to be more prayer in my life, more praise in my heart toward God. Amen? And uh, even though we don't mean to, sometimes our prayers are done, but they're done in emptiness. You know, we talk about the heathen. Uh, that they don't know God, but we know God and we pray like they do. The Bible tells us not to pray as the heathen does. How? In vain repetition. That word vain means emptiness. I was raised up in that. I still know them. Bless us, O Lord, for these thy gifts which we are about to receive. We said that every night before we had our meal around the table. Then it's not a bad prayer. But it's not a real prayer. It's a model prayer. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy. It's a root prayer. It's something that we just do. Of course, they weren't all, Catholic prayers were not all unto God. Hail Mary, uh, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. I have that in my heart. I can repeat these prayers. But they don't mean anything. They're empty. They're vain repetition. I was taught as a child the Apostles' Creed. And it's got some truth to it. I believe in God, God the, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of a virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, crucified, dead, buried, and go on and on. Some of you could do the same thing. But it doesn't mean anything. And we have our Baptist meaningless prayers as we approach our God in the same way, in a similar way. And it has no meaning in it. They mean nothing to God. They're just mere words the Bible says in Matthew 6, 7, and when you pray, use not vain repetition. 
That word repetition means to stammer, idle words. It means to babble of no value to God or us. I want to encourage you this year, don't have a prayer life like that. Just going through the motion. You know, here's, it's like reading through our Bibles. We, we try and we get through the Bible. And, and uh, how many times have you done that? Many this last year informed me recently that they just finished up. That's wonderful. But sometimes we're just doing it. We'll check that off and we've got our prayer off. But I wonder how much of that Bible reading sometimes in my own life is just doing what I need to get done. How much prayer is just going through a list? You know, I, I found uh, the other day an old prayer list of mine. I was telling my wife about it. I've kept them through the years. And I got one that goes way, 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 way back. And uh, everybody that I pastor, they and their family. And as I went through that list, so many of them are with the Lord now. And then so many of those preachers, sad to say, that I prayed for, messed up. They're no longer serving the Lord. Hey, our prayers are important. People are expecting us to have a fervent, effectual prayer life. In 2018, I challenge you, listen, set a goal that when you, you're going to pray to your God and you're going to pray fervently and effectually and you're going to pray with knowledge. Oftentimes I'll call someone and say, hey, what's going on in this situation? And, that, and it's because I want to pray in knowledge. I want to know what I'm praying about. That somebody, you know, somebody says, pray for this one or on the prayer list, pray for that one. And we don't even know that they've passed on or they've gotten better. I want to pray with knowledge. I want to seek God this year in a very special way. I hope you do too. So right out of the gate, let's praise God. And let's pray unto our God with, with, with true prayer, not vain prayer. We seek to read our Bibles more, obviously. In Acts chapter 17 and verse 11, the Bible does much for us. God's word leads us to salvation. All these blessings we could preach on these points. The scripture guides our steps. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So when we're not, that means we're walking in darkness. And so I need the word of God in my life every day, every day, saints, that I can walk in the light of God, the direction of God. God's word directs in wisdom. The entrance of thy word giveth light. It giveth understanding to the simple. Prayer is to lift burdens that we carry. The word of God is to bring us joy. The scripture, of course, gives us peace and the reading of God's world brings, gives us strength in the inner man. You know, oftentimes we're not spiritual like we ought to be, and we wonder why. Well, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So how much are we in the Word of God? Oh, Dr. Green used to say, I want to get chucked full of the Word of God. Amen. That's what we need for 2018. And I could go on and on and on, but obviously we need the Word of God every day in our lives. i got a question for it, rhetorical question. Is the Word of God important to you? Are you in it as best you can every day? Blessed is the man that readeth, the Bible says in, in Revelation 1-3, and that they hear the words of this prophecy. Just reading the book of Revelation, there's a pronounced blessing. If you just read the book of Revelation, God's going to bless you for just reading it. Maybe we could read the book of Revelation in our Bible reading maybe several times. If we did it once a month, there's more blessing. God's promised. Psalm 1-2, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. That word meditate means to bring it up over and over. It's that old word for 
regurgitation. It's the thought of a, a cow chewing a cud. Kind of a nasty thought right now in between breakfast and lunch, but they just kind of say, here, let's chew on that a little bit more. That's, they get all the nutrients out of it you can and then bring her back down, and then later on today, bring her back up. I, I've had some meatloaf do that to me and didn't benefit me one bit. Amen? Just, just be honest. But, hey, what about the Word of God? Let's get the Word of God and fresh on it. Get everything you can get out of it. Brother Tom was talking last night. He did a great job. And he, he said before, he said, Pastor announced that I was going to be teaching on, uh, on punctuality. And Brother Dave, you know, he's going to teach on the Word of God because he, and he said, it sounded like Pastor saying he's a scholar and he's, he studies his Bible. And he kind of was letting me know, hey, I do too, Pastor. I do too. So uh, I'm just saying, listen, Christian, we got a most wonderful gift that we can have in this, the Word of God. And the way we treat it at times, just so, even if we're reading it, we're not, we're not tearing it apart, we're not digging it, we're not dwelling on it, we're not meditating on it as we ought to. Amen. I was challenged years ago by Brother John Green, a good friend of mine. We all know Johnny and Tina. And he asked me one day, he said, you had breakfast with Jesus yet? And I said, what are you talking about? He said, I never eat physical food until I've had my spiritual food. It challenged me, and I can't say that ever since then I've always done that, but I, I like to get up in that office and get in God's Word, and God's Word get in me. And it makes a difference. And we get stale, and we get kind of, we get kind of dry. Old preachers would say dry as cracker juice. But we get dry, and we get cold on God, and much of it is our own fault because we're not praising Him. We're not praying unto Him as much as we think we are, but complaining to Him. Amen. And we're not in the book. I mean in the book. And letting it do its business through us. And obviously in 2018 we need to witness more about him. The New Testament tells us that they went everywhere preaching the gospel. Oh, we need to do that. And we don't do it as near much as we ought to. We get sidetracked. We mean well. We get in the Word of God and we get so busy with our life and our cares and our burdens and sometimes the trials that we're going through and we don't think about the people that pass us by that need the Lord. They don't even know the Lord. They have no hope. It's like we, we go through this and sometimes, boy, we go through some horrible things, some hard times. What would it be like without the Lord? And we pass people by all the day long that don't know the Lord. They don't know the sweetness of the Lord. They don't know the grace of God in their heart and life. They don't know the fellowship with God. They don't have the comfort of the scriptures. They mean nothing to them. But if, someone, if we would just reach out to them more and touch them with the, the witness of the gospel, see some folks come to the Lord. Don't you want to see some folks come to the Lord this year? Now, we've had a great growth year this last year with these new families coming our way, so many good families. But, oh, we need to see some folks saved and get discipled, and I want to be a part of that. And so think about that this year in 2018. I'll just give you a few more. These are so basic, but they ought to be basic. It's a new start. I want to be more of a devoted Christian. And in order to do that, I've got to learn to die daily. You know, we don't want to die. We want to, we want to live. My old flesh, I've been saved all these years. Some of you wait 
longer than I have in years been saved. But you know, this flesh still kicks up. And it wants to do what it wants to do. In 1 Corinthians 15, we're told in verse 31, the Bible says, I protest by your rejoicing which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord. Paul says, I die daily. You know, I love Steve Brown. And I know you love Steve Brown. Everybody say amen. I love Steve Brown. I appreciate that. Thank you for that sincere without request um, show of your affection. But I love Steve Brown. I love Steve Brown too much. And you know what? Whatever your name is, you love your t- yourself too much too. That's the first thing we think about is self, ourselves. My preachers say, our four, no more. And that's often true. We think about ourselves. But I want to spend this year thinking about the Lord who died for me. My priority ought to be Christ, not me, not mine. So often it is. I still have this flesh. We think about ourselves. We think about our wants, our needs, our concerns. But it ought to be what the Lord might want what he wants to perform this year. You know, David, in Psalm 116, I'll just read you a few of these and we'll be done. You know, David, he's he got, he got plenty of things wrong in his life as you go through the scriptures, but he did some wonderful things too. Psalm 116, he made some statements to Jehovah. He said, I love the Lord because he hath heard my voice and my supplications. Just try to go back every once in a while and see where you were when the Lord found you. And it ought to cause you to say, you know what? I love the Lord. He has heard my cry. I mean, we were so unworthy. Wasn't looking for him, but he was looking for us. And it caused in his heart to say, I love you, Lord. You've been so good to me. Amen. In verse 2, he makes a declaration, because he hath inclined his ear unto me, therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. Verse 9, he says these words, some things he's going to do. He says, uh, uh, I will walk before the Lord. In verse 13, he says, he will bless them. I'm sorry, verse, um, verse 13. I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. In verse 18, I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence. There's something there. Have we made a vow? A vow is a promise to God. How many years, how many times have we made God a promise and not followed through with it? <clears throat> I remember years ago when my children were younger, they, they'd want certain things. At one time in my life, as a father, I had a daughter, Tricia, and she wanted a piano. She wanted a kitten and a piano. Well, guess what she got? Kitten didn't go too good. I got an old barn cat. Oh, it was mean. It was mean. I won't tell you the end of that story. But um, she wanted a piano, and I just couldn't afford a piano in my mind. But you know, as time goes by, and she's she's really good on the piano, and I, I wish I'd have done that for her. I wish I'd have followed through with that promise. We, we don't always make promises that we mean not to keep. But sometimes they just come to, you know what, I got to thinking about how many times I've told God, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that, and not kept my word. 
when he has always kept his word to me. How about those vows? I'm going to close up here this morning, but some of you, you made a vow to God, perhaps about your babies when they came and you dedicated them to God. How's that vow going? Let's back up a little bit further. How about when you brought that bride to the altar somewhere at some time and you said, I, I will love you, I will honor you, I'll provide for you. Better or worse, rich or poor, sickness and health. How about that vow? How about the vows you've made to God for service? Oftentimes, people want to serve the Lord. Sometimes out of a pure heart. Oftentimes out of a selfish heart. What about the vows you made to God? You know, when you make a promise to God, they don't go away. He still remembers them. Maybe you made a vow that you'd honor the Lord in your giving. How'd that go for you? How is that going? He still, he still is, is taking that to heart, you know. You know, there's so many vows we make to God. Maybe 2018 we can renew some vows. Maybe we can go to the altar sometime. Maybe even our own prayer closet. Say, God, it's a new year, and I've made you promises. Help me to be a keeper of my word to you. God has been so good to us. So I want to say, as we close this morning, I want to be more consistent. I want to be more committed. I want to be more devoted to my God. God's certainly been good to me. And we're coming into now this new year. Don't let several weeks and months pass you by. And then we get into a situation where, well, I guess I started too late. I'll just wait. No, today. This Lord's Day. After this service. Sometime today. Sometime this week. Get along with your God and recommit yourself to his will, not your will. Every day with Jesus could be sweeter than the day before. It really could. Even during troubled times, if we'd be serious with God right from the first service. Let's bow our heads if we would every head bowed tonight or this morning. And we're going to play an invitation like we 